This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us that rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Marcus and David versus Benchwarmer Dan and returning player and an equipment manager for our Patreon team, Austin Owings. Welcome back to the bench, Austin. Why don't you take a minute to remind us about yourself? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Mariners and Oregon State fan, uh, Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, had a fun time last time, hoping we can get the record to one and one. Um, lost a heartbreaker last time, but excited for this one. Well, I'm not playing, so that's that's a benefit for you. So you scored all our points. So, <laughs> and uh, Dan, how are you doing? And let us know what your and Austin's team name is going to be. I've had tinnitus for the last five days, and it's I hate it. I absolutely hate it. If I if I don't have something going on, like some noise or something going on, it drives me insane. Like literally, I'm step away from being insane here and apparently austin didn't tell the story but apparently he hit himself on the head with a barbell yeah i had a team training yesterday for my for weightlifting and i the cue is supposed to be keep the bar close i kept her a little too close got myself right here in the in the front of the forehead and i have a nice little knot on it so that leads to our team name yeah so with uh with 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 that happening to austin and with my uh constant ringing in my ears we're going to be a swift breeze away from a concussion or just Swift breeze for short for you, Josh, just for you. Well, at least it's a swift breeze away from a concussion rather than into a concussion. But uh, all right, Marcus and David, um, I don't know who wants to share team name, who wants to go first, but let us know how you're doing. I'll go first since Marcus can give you the team name. I, I made a proposal for the team name and Marcus riffed on it, so he deserves full credit. But uh, I'm good. It, we're actually recording this on Mother's Day, and of course, this episode won't be coming out for a while, but I do want to say happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there. And uh, so that's it, but I'm good. I'm ready to play. Let's do this. The two of you that listen to the show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the principle of the thing, Dan. I am doing well. Also, shout out mom, Regina. I love you. And uh, I got her a uh, Magic Johnson. She grew up in LA. Magic Johnson's her favorite player, and I got her a Magic Johnson Funko Pop uh wearing the that i think it was the 92 all-star game jerseys anyway uh so that was fun got to hang out with her today and uh yeah excited to be here and um dr strange in the multiverse of madness came out this weekend saw it at 9 50 a.m yesterday <laughs> into a mostly empty theater which is my preference and uh because um the mariners have just been kicking it into overdrive in mid-season form uh we're going to be the multiverse of sadness. All right. So we have a swift breeze away from a concussion versus the multiverse of sadness. Should be a good one. Let's kick it over to Dan without the ringing in his ears for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. Styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. 
Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the coin flip. A 50-50 warm-up question worth 10 points. And since Austin, you are a guest, a swift breeze will get to call the coin flip question. Question is, which country has won more Olympic medals in weightlifting, France or Italy? I know Nino Pizzolatto is currently winning medals is this is only olympic medals correct only not, olympic medals correct okay not world what, champion what was that name again his name is antonio antonio pizzolato he's a uh, very good uh he's currently i'm trying to think if he medaled in rio i'm pretty sure he medaled in tokyo i think he got third and i don't think that the Small, I don't remember his last name. Bernard, I don't think that he's in the medal contention much. Are these uh male and female or just male? I think it's overall okay. That's the best I can do. Right Dan, do you have any input on this or am I flying solo here? Absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry, what's the snicker go, question? I'm gonna go with my gut and trust Nino and go with Italy. What was his last name again? Pizzolatto. Pizzolatto. I like Pizzolatto. Yeah. I, really do. I think we have a new most Italian name of all time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you guys have checked in with Italy. Well, let's start with France. France has won nine gold medals, three silver medals, and three bronze medals for a total of 15. Italy has won five gold medals, five silver medals, and seven bronze medals for a total of 17 medals. Woo! So the correct answer is, in fact, Italy. So you did a Swift great breeze, job making me nervous there. So a swift breeze uh, will be getting the 10 points. Austin's carrying me this game. Well, heading into the first quarter, uh, we have a score of a swift breeze with 10. And the multiverse of sadness, they are pretty sad at the moment because they've had no chance to get any points. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. And well, guess what? Today, I choose chaos. So the first quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky 7. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. 
when Josh starts when true. Josh stops breaking starts breaking the rules, then it is chaos. But it is it, at this point. It, yeah, look out. Yeah. who knows what's going to happen next? Gloves gloves are off. All right. Well, cats and dogs <laughs> living together. <laughs> Multiverse right. of sadness. Since you are losing by ten points, you will get to pick the first category, the first list that you would like. The lists are list number one. The schools that won the NCAA baseball championship between 2000 and 2009. List number two, NFL career leaders in interceptions thrown. List number three, the last seven unique winners of the Formula One Drivers Championship. We're going to go with list number two. All right. So Multiverse of Sadness is going to be working on the list of the nfl career leaders in interceptions thrown so why don't you guys come up with your list and let me know when you got that ready for us all right we're gonna check in okay uh multiverse of sadness has checked in they're about to start letting me know their list of nfl career leaders in interceptions thrown whenever you guys are ready all right uh i'll start us off here and uh <laughs> we're starting off with brett favry or also known as Favre. Brett Favre, number one, with 336 interceptions thrown. Um, our second, or, uh, yeah, you just want me to run this? Stage? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, That's okay. great. Okay. Yep. I didn't know if we were alternating. Uh, second, we'll go with George Blanda. George Blanda is number two on the list with 277 intercep- interceptions thrown. Uh, next, Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde is number four on the list with 267 interceptions thrown. Uh, Next, Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, number five on the list with 266 interceptions thrown. John Hadle. John Hadle is number three on the list with 268 interceptions thrown. Great call, David. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas, number seven on the list with 253 interceptions thrown. All right. Had to make a tough call on this last one, but let's, fingers crossed. Uh, Dan Marino. Dan Marino is number eight on the list with 252 interceptions thrown. So there is one name left on the list at number six that uh, Swift Breeze, you guys can try to uh, come up with. I like I like that. Which one? Uh, you guys can like you... talk out loud. About yeah, it. I mean, I, I type Manning and then I we like to be secretive. Sorry. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think Eli threw more bonehead interceptions, but Peyton probably threw more especially at the end. And he also threw the ball a lot more, especially uh, in Denver. Um, there was a old guy um, played for um, St. Louis Cardinals that threw a lot and played a long time. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Hart, Jim Hart played a long time. The Anvil? Yes, but that was Neidhart, though. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, you're Peyton Manning threw a lot of balls a lot. around. 
a lot. And he threw his fair share of interceptions, 200. I, I don't remember the number ranges. They, he was being between there, but I feel like he fits in there. I feel um, he's got to be up above 250, right? I would, just, I would think so. I, uh, I took the coin toss. I'll let you take this coin toss. Decide between uh, Peyton or Mr. Hart there. We'll just say Manning. How about that? Well, one, that of right? them, one of them didn't crack the top 10. Okay. He's just outside the top 10. And Peyton Manning is number nine on the list with oh. 251 interceptions. If Peyton Manning was the answer, would you have let us get away with just Manning? No. Okay. <laughs> I would have asked you to be specific. <laughs> but since he wasn't the answer, I figured we'd just roll with it. Uh, number six is Norm Sneed, who threw 257 interceptions. So Can you ask it, Marcus, or do you want me to? Uh, I, I, will I was going to do it. Since oh, yeah. Hey, let's let our guests hit him with it. <laughs> That's a big time who for me. <laughs> All right. Just give me a second here. I didn't. Uh... I, 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 he's, I, he's back a ways back. Norm Sneed played. 60s. 20s he was drafted in uh, both the afl and the nfl in 1961 he played from 1961 to 1976 um he had one season with the minnesota vikings in 1971 all right i know that name. you're right now i know that name i I, I liked your jim hart answer i really thought that was i think he's up there too i thought about him but i i just didn't think he was high enough so uh the name rounding out the top 10, that's all I have, is a new podcast favorite, Y.A. Tittle, through 248. <laughs> Young adult. Young adult. Young adult, Young adult Tittle. <laughs> all right, so Swift Breeze. Have you guys picked a list between the I, I think Austin's baseball championships? <laughs> really, He's a big I F1 really fan? Like the, I, I do like the baseball list. So a swift breeze away from a concussion is going to be working on list number one, which is the schools that won the NCAA baseball championship between 2000 and 2009. We're checked in. Okay. So swift breeze is checked in and they are going to work on giving me their list of schools that won the NCAA championship between 2000 and 2009. I'm going to let Austin keep doing the heavy lifting here. So go ahead. Okay. We're going to, we have to, we absolutely have to start out with the OSU, Oregon State University. And if you look it up, they were founded both before Ohio State and Oklahoma State. And I've been waiting to do this for a long time, but we are the true OSU. That That's fine that you can be, you can claim to be the original. You got to get that the off the front. I'm sorry. It's not allowed for any OSU. <laughs> Look at, do you not listen to this podcast? And who no, that's fair. right no, now? He doesn't listen to you, Josh. You're the only one that does that goes after people for saying that. <laughs> that's because it's stupid. <laughs> it is stupid, and I hate it. All right. Yes. So the Oregon, Oregon State University is that's correct. Oregon State won in 2006 and 2007. They are correct. Our second answer is going to be LSU. LSU also won twice. In 2000 and 2009, they bookended it. Third answer, we're going to go with Fresno State. Fresno State won in 2008. Next answer is going to be Rice. Rice won in 2003. Next answer is going to be Cal State Fullerton. 
Cal State Fullerton won in 2004. Our, our next answer is going to be Texas. Texas also won twice in 2002 and 2005. And let's hope we pull it out here. Our last answer is going to be the University of Miami. Out of what state? Uh, Florida. Miami, Florida won in 2001. You have successfully completed the list and will be receiving 70 points. Nice work. I, I only had two for sure because I had MVP base, MVP NCAA baseball 06, so I knew Texas won in 05. And then obviously Oregon State because they're always very, very good. So um, with the fact that they scored more on the lists and they had an extra 10 points already, um, Swift Breeze, you are in the lead. So that means Multiverse of Sadness, you guys get the first crack at list number three, the last seven unique winners of the Formula One Drivers Championship. No, thank you. We'll take another one. Please. Yes, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> I mean, you can pass and get zero. No, 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 so we're going to start with the Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried if, if you say that about a person, that's fine. Oh, okay, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, the Lewis Hamilton um, has won many times. He's won seven times uh, recently, most recently in 2020. Um, but then he won all the way back to 2017 for that four-year stretch. He won in 14-15 and also his first one back in 08. Okay, our next one, I think, which is the end of our obvious ones, is, is Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher is number eight on the list. Oh, no. He You're kidding most, me. He most recently won in 2004. Oh, uh, I should have gone with nice. Marcus's guy. God, we so, have, so sad. Um, we have more so guys. Schumacher, Schumacher also won seven times. Um. But uh, started in 94, 95, and then 2000 to 2004. Like I said, he is just off the list. So, Marcus, we we stink. I'm sorry. You guys can work on (laughs) coming up with the other six, possibly, from this list. Okay. Okay. Well, we can start with with Verstappen. We can start with him. Are you checking him in? Or yes, we'll check in with Verstappen. Yes, Max Verstappen won in 2021. And then there was a guy early 2010s that that made a, a few, had a run of a few. Um, I want to say, that's, I think it's Vettel, V-E-T-T-E-L. Sebastian Vettel, yes. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel won from 2010 to 2013. Josh, okay. you ruined so he's, he's fourth on the list. Just like he's fourth on the list of the you know, most recent. You, you ruined a question that I wrote. I was working on writing one for a game, and it's the guy who wins in the middle of the everything. He's the guy who comes out of nowhere, and his name is Nico Rosberg. Third on the list in 2016 is Nico Rosberg. Okay. Um, there was a Spaniard so, that won mid-2000s. Um, Nico Montoya. <laughs> no good. No too many Spaniards. 
Um, I don't remember his name though. I don't either. I know who you're speaking of. I don't recall his name. I'm I'm looking back at our our list. There was also another Finnish guy, not the not Hakkinen, but the other one. That Hakkinen was the one that came to my mind. I, I believe so. It's on you for that one. I I, I don't. I, I'm not going to pull it. I just know that there's another one. There were two of them. Hakkinen was one, and then the other guy won it later. Do Do we have any other guesses yet? I mean. Hamilton's won since the mid two thousands, and then he yeah I remember he won one way back, and then he took a break from winning, and then he decided he wanted to win again, and he started. And then winning. Sebastian Vettel would have been the one in in there, so we're we're going back to the mid two thousands here. So I I don't I just I know there's a Spanish guy, I know there's a Finnish guy, I don't have their names. If we don't have a name, should we just try hiking in just in case? Sure, sure. I think All he's right. too early though. I think he was before Michael Schumacher, but. Yeah, well, I mean, if we don't have anything else, though, we may as well go with it. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll check in with the Finnish guy that's not hacking in. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, I can't accept that as an answer, but I can uh, accept uh, Mika Hakenin as an answer, which, Dan, you are correct. He was just – he was actually in between the Schumacher runs. He won in 98 and 99. So you'll hear the names in just a second, Dan, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Um First five on the list back in 2009, a one-time winner, Jensen Button. Number six on the list in 2007 was Kimi Raikkonen. That would be the other Finnish guy. The other Finnish guy. And the guy who has been back for two seasons now, racing again in F1, who won in 05 and 06, that would be Fernando Alonso. Spanish guy. Spaniard. We knew exactly who they were. I'm pretty sure I've never heard of Jensen Button. But if you told me that he started out driving really old and then he got younger as the races went on. <laughs> Swift Breeze, you guys got 30 to Multiversal Sadness's 10 on that list. And that gives us scores at the end of the first quarter of Multiversal Sadness has 70 and a Swift Breeze away from a concussion has 110. That brings us to today's second quarter, which will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. All right. List number one in five on three. I'm looking for the top five active leaders for Major League Baseball manager ejections. So, Marcus, I, I, I'm fairly confident with the list that I sent you. Hey, if you're confident, David, let it, let it rip. I trust you. All right, we're going to check in. All right. Multiverse of Sadness has checked in. So, Swift Breeze, you guys can talk it out and let me know. When you've reached your confidence list for this question. Okay, so we have three that were pretty pretty Austin. Sure. I'm 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 pretty positive on four of the five that you said. Uh you're you're I think, I think LaRusa, Madden, Francona, and Girardi for sure. 
And then the fifth one I said was Dusty Baker. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just, I, I think he's famously level-headed. I just, I know he's, play, I know he's managed a lot. I just, I don't think that he, he's going to be up there. I guess um, the reason I, the reason I was going that direction is kind of what those guys were talking about is he's just been around forever, and all these new managers are people that we grew up watching play. It, I don't yeah. think they've been around long enough to to blow up like that, you know. Oh, what's his name? Who's the guy that just went to uh, San Diego from um, from Oakland? It was in Oakland forever. Um, Bob Melvin. He is he probably up there. He has been around forever. I I think we can go off of your premise. I think that those two are very similar in tenure, like overall. And you're right. I think Dusty is is pretty calm. I, I think we could put him as our fifth. So Melvin is our fifth. Yeah. So Larusa, Madden, Francona, Girardi, Melvin. Do you want to go five, or should we just go four? Four. I'm confident in four. If you're confident in fifth, I trust you. It's going to be a close game. I say we just go four, and then. All right, okay. we're, we're going to go with Larusa, Madden, Francona, and Girardi. Okay. Back those in. And Multiverse of Sadness. What did you guys have for your list? So we're actually checking in with the same four. Um, we were throwing around Dusty Baker and very similar conversation because Marcus threw out Dusty. And I said, he's managed a lot, but he tends to be calm, Was my were my words. And I yeah, he's very level-headed, as Dan said. And after we agreed to do the four, I actually was – kicking around Bob Melvin as well. Um, uh, but we ultimately checked in with LaRusso, Matt, and Francona, and Girardi. Well, both teams will be getting their 40 points. Um, number one on the list is Tony LaRusso, who's been ejected 91 times in 35 seasons. Number two on the list, Joe Madden. Is, <clears throat> sorry, he's been ejected 58 times in 19 seasons. Number three, Dan, you had it. Bob Melvin uh, has been ejected 51 times in 19 seasons. Number four, Terry Francona, 44 times in 22 seasons. And a guy who likes to get kicked out a lot, Joe Girardi, number five, 42 ejections in 14 seasons. (laughs) Um, After that, you have Don Mattingly, 36 in 12 seasons. Buck Showalter, 33 in 21 seasons. Bud Black, 32 in 15 seasons. And tied for ninth with 23 ejections is Dusty Baker and Craig Council, who is at 23 in eight seasons. seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He's getting after it. All right, so good job, both teams, getting your 40 points. First, first game, first major league game I ever saw in person was at Yankee Stadium. And boy, this is dating myself, but Earl Weaver got kicked out of the game and Yankee Stadium went bananas because, because he was, you know, he just carried on and on and on. It was pretty unbelievable. So there you go. Okay. Let's move on to list number two, which I'm looking for the main starting five for the 2021 22 Gonzaga Bulldogs men's basketball team. Uh, just to let you know, three of these players started every game. 
the other two started all but one game. So that's what I mean by main starting five. They virtually started every game as a starting five. Do you, do you want to just, do you want to go with that? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. All right. We're going to check in again. All right. Multiverse of Sadness has checked in. So swift breeze away from a concussion. You guys can talk it out. I don't want there is to talk out, man. <laughs> I, I've got Drew Timmy and the guy who's 20 feet tall and weighs 100 pounds and somehow plays effectively in, in the post. I didn't know um, Sean Bradley was. <laughs> like, like I told Dan, I watched exactly two college basketball games this season. Um, I work with a diehard Gonzaga Bulldog fan, and my favorite thing to do was come in and work on Monday and remind him that they lost. So I, I'm almost no help here, unfortunately. I mean, you're more help than I am. I, I really don't pay attention to college basketball until the tournament, and then. Gonzaga, I, for, for some reason, they're always on when I'm not paying attention. <laughs> well, do, so, do you have any anything? Because I, no. I know Drew Timmy's the only one I knew. So we can just uh, be, you know, play conservative and just go with Drew Timmy because I don't. We don't know any other names anyway. Yeah. So do you have anything on the tall guy? Um, if it's one of those things where the second I heard his name, I would, I would know who the person is, um, but I just can't reach it at the moment yeah i could draw a picture of him it would be a stick figure the size of the page <laughs> that's that's appropriate that is absolutely appropriate let's see all stick right. figure yeah. the size of the page <laughs> Sorry. all right let's just go for the 10 points and and yeah, yeah. drew timmy it's our only answer check all in. right and multiverse of sadness what did you guys check in with well um i pay attention to quite a bit of college basketball i gambled a lot on it this year and uh obviously gonzaga is supreme in washington so they're always on tv it seems um so we also have drew timmy um we're gonna check in also with uh gangly 100 pounds 20 feet tall number one recruit possibly number one pick in the draft chet holmgren that's the guy chet I think his name a, is Chet. Chet yeah. Holmgren. He's oh, yeah. he's like seven one, and I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure you're right. It's like 123 pounds. Um, <laughs> Went to uh, Minnehaha Academy. Yes, he's a Minnesota product. Um, so then our third answer uh, that David and I both agreed on. Um, I know he has a brother, so I'm not going to do a first name, but uh, Nemhard is our third answer, and David felt pretty confident on a fourth. So we are also going to check in with Bolton. Well, everybody is getting their points again. Nice, David. The main starting five were Racer Bolton, Minnesota's own Chet Holmgren, Andrew Nembhard, Drew Timmy, and Julian Strother. Uh, The only two other players who started one game each were Matthew Lang and Will Graves. Nice, David. Yeah, Chet Holmgren. He's going to be, to me, if he's going to be any good, and, like, obviously he's got all the tools, it's going to be a Giannis-type, like, path for him to get good. Like, he's, it's going to be, like, five or six years because he is just so frail right now. He's He's got it punked. 
he's got to get, he's got to bulk up. That's what I can never figure out about the NBA is that they'll pick a guy who's, I mean, seven, one and a stick figure that fills the page. So because yes. sometimes they turn out to look like Giannis Antetokounmpo in <laughs> yes. four or five years. Yes, for sure. But more yes. often than not, they don't. Well, I mean, Sean Bradley had a run. Granted, he was six inches taller, but you know, <laughs> that guy was, a, he was a stick figure his whole career too. Yeah. But I mean, here's the question. If you, if you got Sean Bradley as the number one pick in the NBA draft, I know he played okay for a while, but would you be satisfied? I would argue you would not. I mean, he was drafted pretty high, wasn't he? He was. I think Sean he was two Bradley? or three. But, but mean, my, po- my point is just that my point is just that I would call that a failure of a number two or three pick. I mean, if you get a mid first round, sure. But anyway, okay. If you want to talk about failures of top three picks, three Timberwolves fans could uh, <laughs> give you a list for days, starting with Christian Leitner. But anyway, <laughs> um, I digress. Let's move on to Donnie list number three. Flynn. Oh, Let's move on to list number three, which is the top five major league baseball players with the most hits in the 1990s. I, I, I know, I know that sounds weird, but just hear me out, man. I, I, I it's one of those weird. I, things. I, yes, I agree with you because, um, to quote our host. I learned a lot just from being a part of this podcast. Yes, exactly. Feel, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm good on that. I was all ready to get five, four, four, uh, five formula one drivers and then, <laughs> and then say, this is all from listening to the podcast. And then I bombed on two. So. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, if you feel confident, David, again, I'm. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll check in. Hey, Multiverse of Sadness has checked in. Swift Breeze, you guys can talk it out. Okay. I know Mark Grace led the 90s. So he's going to be there. I'm fairly confident in Craig Biggio and Tony Gwynn. Um, Those are the three I'm very confident in, actually. Then... Robbie Alomar played the entire decade and had a lot of hits. So he could very well be high up there. Um, Griffey and Ripken are interesting. I think both of them have a lot of hits. I don't know if they're quite up there, though. They're, they're close, I bet. But if we're just looking at the top five, I don't know the numbers that well to go more than three, maybe four. So I don't know if you're, are you okay with those three? Should we just go with those three? Yeah, that's fine. I'm also, if you, if you're confident in one of the, one of the other ones and you want to try for Ford doesn't, you know, I want to, I think I just want to go with Grace Biggio and, and Gwyn, if that's all right with you. Yep. That's fine. All right. We'll check in with Grace Biggio and Gwyn. Okay, and Multiverse of Sadness, what did you guys check in with? So we also remembered from this from this uh, podcast that Mark Grace is this weird anomaly that led the, led the 90s in hits. Um, and so we had Mark Grace. We also checked in with Craig Biggio and Tony Gwynn. And then we got bold because we were throwing around some names. Marcus reminded me that Griffey was hurt in the middle of the 90s, and that may have hurt his chances. So we also checked in with Roberto Alomar, 
And then the name that is often on these lists, but is sneaky. I We decided to go with the guy that nobody ever wants to guess, and that's Rafael Palmero. So we checked in with five, Grace, Biggio, Gwyn, Alomar, and Palmero. Well, before I tell you who gets points, let's talk about the list. Number one, you guys have both identified correctly, was Mark Grace with 1,754 hits. Um, I do believe that both the 80s and the 2000s, the leader had over 2,000 hits for a decade, but this was not the greatest uh, hits decade. Uh, number two, Rafael Palmero with 1,747. Oh. Number three, Craig Biggio with 1,728. Number four, Tony Gwynn with 1,713. And number five... Roberto Alomar. Oh, with David. 1,678 <laughs> hits. Ooh. Number six was Ken Griffey Jr. at 1622. Number seven, Cal Ripken Jr., 1589. Number eight was Dante Bichette. Number nine, Fred McGriff. And number 10, St. Paul's own Paul Molitor. Wow. And there were a lot of people that were hitting for lots of hits in the 90s that spanned decades. Like, mid 80s to mid 90s or mid 90s to mid 2000s correct, so correct so just though contained from 90 to 99 it wasn't a shining 10 year span necessarily and, i mean and, although yeah. mark grace that the guy could hit he hit really well yeah and and david that 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 thing i remembered about griffey in 95 really helped us get off of that because absolutely he, just, he broke his wrist in the middle of 95 and came back for the playoffs and yeah, that I can't, I can't believe he was six. That's man. That great is amazing though. in itself. Yeah. Great, great pull though. Ooh, I'm, I'm tired now. I think I'm all spent. right. After the second quarter, we have a lead change. A swift breeze away from a concussion is at 190, but multiverse of sadness. They're a little less sad right now. They have 200 and that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Question one. What is the name of the longtime NBA halftime act who flips ceramic bowls onto her head from her feet while riding her seven and a half foot tall unicycle? Uh, is it? Oh, is it this? I believe that's right. I can't believe you. I cannot believe you said that. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it that's, enough times. I think that's, that's right. Uh, to me, that's more impressive than getting five hitters from the 90s. I, uh, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll check in. <laughs> All right. Multiverse of Sadness has checked in. So Swift Breeze, you guys can talk it out. I don't know if I'm coming up with a name. I've, I've seen them live. Um, I can't. Ah, you're not, you don't have anything on this, do you? Is, are you, are you headed there? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This will be the most amazing if he has to go there to get is he, this. Is he on his way? Austin, I just got to tell you, there are no warning signs when he's going. It just happens. Don't... It's not like there are exit signs on the side of the road and then suddenly he's gone. Well, there used to be exit Austin, signs. Austin even took him down. <laughs> Do you know who we're talking about here? Have you? I know. I know exactly who it is. I've I, I've seen the 
the the act and everything on on TV and every, all that, but I have absolutely no idea th- about the name. I don't. Okay, let me think here. I I I know I've seen her at Target Center before. Thought you were just going to say at Target. At Target, <laughs> she was she was spinning the plates. <laughs> Writing down aisle 6C. Um, it was weird. Um, the unfortunate thing is there's people in sports with names like Flip Saunders, and they waste it on, on that rather than somebody who does that, you know? He's getting Malto meal. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. I, okay, you saying that helped helped out. The name isn't a, a, a real name. Now that it, it's... Oh man. Okay. Now if I can pull it, she, it's not like her real name. It's a, they, they call her. Oh, um, shoot. I can get there. I can do this. Oh, oh. we all believe in you, Dan. And there we go. Oh my God. <laughs> On a halftime question. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there was information this trivial. I can't in believe the that Dallas. Flip Saunders triggered yeah, him of all to get this. Has, I'm just, has, I'm has just he ever for the team, man? That's all I can do. Has come he ever gone and come back without it? Oh, no, no. no. Okay. If he goes, he's coming back with a, with a name. Red Panda. Checking that in? I'll check that in. Okay. And Multiverse of Sadness, what did you guys have? I am not even mad because watching Dan pull something like that, uh, an entertainment type thing out, out uh, the Mind Palace is worth it. Uh, we also checked in with Red Panda. I don't know how Flip Saunders got him <laughs> to go to the Mind Palace for the answer, but the correct answer is indeed Red Panda. I was thinking too hard on like a person's name. And then when, Austin said, you know, they gave up all the great names like Flip Saunders. And that that kind of just made me think about it. Wait a minute. It's not a real Correct, name. Correct, because the name of her act is the right. Red Panda. So on Thanksgiving Day in 1993, Rong Nu received an invitation to perform at a home game for the Los Angeles Clippers who needed a last-minute replacement for a canceled act. In the subsequent season, she performed during halftime of over 40 NBA games. She has since regularly performed at NBA games, including the Timberwolves, and has also frequently performed during halftime shows of college basketball games. It's crazy. If you haven't seen the Red Panda (laughs) act, look it up on YouTube. It's amazing. She shouldn't be able to do that, but she can. We went from flipping bowls to flip Saunders to Red Panda, and no one's even (laughs) mad that we got there. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. That was was awesome. It's worth the price of admission. Let's move on to question number two and see if uh, another journey to the mine palace is needed. It's a lot easier to find things now that I've gotten it cleaned up. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you don't have an intruder. Sorry about that. Cleanliness has never been my strength. All right. Question two. In a 2012 episode of South Park, after learning that kickoffs have been banned from elementary school football due to fears of serious injury, 
Randy Marsh protests at a PTA meeting and jokingly suggests implementing a ridiculously safe and emasculating new game called what? We can check in. I kind of figured since Marcus was here, it would be a fast check-in. So (laughs) Multiverse of Sadness has checked in. Swift Breeze, you guys can talk it out or head to a mind palace. I'm not going to have this in the mind palace. It's not there. I, I know I've seen the episode because in college, all we did was watch South Park on repeat, but it's one of those things where it was playing in the background while we were uh, studying. And uh, yeah, I'm studying right I, now too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Too. Yeah. And I don't exactly remember. Uh... Okay. Are you aware of it? Are you aware of I, this? I, yeah, I've I know I've seen the episode because I've seen pretty much all of them, but the name. It's so is it something ball? No, I don't believe so. I I know that this isn't right, but the. You can use the mind palace if you think it'll work. No, I got, I got my, my third what eye. Gives? What? <laughs> my third eye is blocking me. Um, invite invite only. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what happens when you break statues and like you know puke in the punch them. bowl, David. You don't get to come well, back. The only, thing, the only <laughs> things that I can think of are like patty cake or tummy sticks or like you know something dumb. But I know that it's something original that the, the writers. I don't know if I'm gonna pull it. Okay. Well, I'm not. So you. Uh, Feel free to answer whatever you uh, think might might work. My only thought would be just knowing their sense of humor. I'm thinking ball has to be in the name. It's got to be something ball. It it might and it, it, for some reason either styrofoam or bubble wrap are are feeling like they're involved, and I, I just can't. You call it styro ball or something. I don't. I don't know. Bubble bubble ball. I think is too mainstream well, for them. They're the, they're the ones that created basketball too. It's so. true. One of one of America's greatest sports movies, right? Damn right. Absolutely. Shh. I love that movie, but no, it doesn't need to be on the. No, we were top ten. Top ten. We Mount were Rushmore. We were wrong. <laughs> no, Mount Rushmore. We uh, we can go with something stupid like Styro Ball. I don't think either of us has anything else. Oh, I know I don't. I'm just okay. Let's just do that then. I I, I know that's wrong, but I'm not sure what it is. So you're going with Styro Ball. Yeah. All right, and Multiverse of Sadness or Marcus, if you just want to let them know what the answer is. Yeah, uh, Dan, it does have ball in it. Uh, definitely does. Um, and they had to wear tinfoil hats and it's definitely very non-contact it is we're, we're checking in with sarcastable sarcastable one team will be receiving points the correct answer is indeed sarcastable <laughs> and as marcus said randy states that the boys will wear bras and tinfoil hats yes bras. use a balloon instead of a ball and give hugs balloon. and compliments to the opposing team instead of tackling them um i initially had and sarcastically suggests but then i was like wait 
I should probably change that word to jokingly because <laughs> it was part oh, of Oh, this game's so much better than football. And then they go on to actually, the PTA thinks it's a good idea and they actually implement it and make Randy Marsh the head coach of the <laughs> South Park team. Oh. Anyway, let's move on to question three. Two Naismith Basketball Hall of Famers voice Lego caricatures of themselves in the Lego movie 2, the second part. One played college basketball at Oregon State and the other at Texas Tech. Name them both. Yeah, agree. Okay. That makes sense. But we need them both, huh? And would you assume that the Texas Tech guys in that same era? Probably if for the people that the adults that they're going after in this. Texas. Oh. And I know why he just owed. Because <laughs> oh, we, oh. we, we had that oh 30 seconds ago. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yep. I agree. Yep. yep. We'll check, check in. Okay. Swift Breeze has checked in. So, Multiverse of Sadness, you guys can talk it out. So, as soon as Josh said Naismith winner from Oregon State. Well, right? it's, not, it's not winners, it's Hall of Famers. Oh, it's Naismith Hall of Famers. No, I understand that. Right. But I'm saying, oh, like, okay. From Oregon State, that's what I meant to say. So from Oregon State, though, I immediately went to Gary Payton. And then I was we were trying to think of anybody from Texas Tech and realized, of course, Josh cleverly didn't say man. So I can't think of – I'm trying to think of – right. So we we're trying to think of Texas Tech people who would be Hall of Famers, and then suddenly it dawned on us, maybe it's Cheryl Swoops. So, um, Marcus, if you're all right with it, yeah, I would no, go Cheryl, no. Swo- Cheryl Swoops and, and Gary Payton. Yep, good with it. All right, we'll check that in. Okay, and Swift Breeze, what did you guys have? Yep, Austin so Austin had um, Gary Payton right away. And you are, you are correct that, oh, was me realizing it wasn't a man and quickly coming to Cheryl Swoops. So Cheryl Swoops and Gary Payton. Both teams are correct. The correct answers are Gary Payton Sr. and Cheryl Swoops. And uh, yeah, I think that they are the only actual basketball players from their schools to be in the Naismith Hall of Fame because I don't think there's any man for Texas Tech. And I'm not sure about if there's any other women. And I think the only other Oregon State were coaches who are in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah, But really, Ralph Miller, probably. He was a longtime Oregon State coach. Other than that, AC nope. Green's the only other good player from Oregon State that has a chance at getting close to that. Um, other than that, I have no real flavor text here other than all things Lego are delightful. And I'm starting to become addicted to them as a mid 40 something. Apparently, that's my midlife crisis is Lego. All right. Well, after halftime, Multiverse of Sadness is increasing their lead. They currently have 275, and a swift breeze away from a concussion is at 240. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at Benchwarmers TP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be the odd one out. The odd one out. For this quarter, there will be three categorized questions containing lists of six items. Teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 50 points. Question one. I want you to tell me who's the odd one out for the top five career three-point field goal percentage leaders for active NBA players. The list is Desmond Bain, Seth Curry, Stephen Curry, Joe Harris, Luke Kennard, and Clay Thompson. All right. What a we'll, we'll, we'll check in. All right. So Swift Breeze has checked in. So Multiverse of Sadness, you guys can talk it out. All right. Uh, I know, like I said, Desmond Bain has a ridiculous percentage. It's only his, I think this is his second or third year, and that's all. I mean, this is the first year he's really had any other game besides the three-pointer um, and also TCU alum. I seem to remember, because I was looking at this list not that long ago, in part because I think Steve Kerr is still number one on this list all time. Right. And, oh. and the reason I was looking is that UNC coach Hubert Davis, also very high on this list. Um, but the, the all-time, right. But in terms of active people, my temptation was to go with either one of the Currys, but I'm pretty sure it's not Seth because I think he is super high. I think it's actually just just based on just volume that it's either Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. And my temptation is Clay Thompson, but I don't have a strong lean. So my, I, I agree that it's probably between those two. And I would lean Steph only because Clay missed like, it felt like almost two seasons. So he's just got a lot less shots. And now granted, when he came back this year, he couldn't, he, he started off pretty poorly. He was shooting very poorly. I, this is the thing about Clay Thompson. It, it, the only reason why I was tempted to go with him is that he seems like the kind of guy who comes out and goes like 10 of 12. And then other days he's, and I mean, Curry does the same thing. Other days, it seems like he's two of 14. So I just, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know how that adds up over time. You're right. He did miss a lot of time, but I, but ah, gosh, this if is, he, this if is you, rough. If you have a, if you have a stronger feeling on clay, David, um, I'm more inclined to go with your gut than mine because you're smarter than me. So no, I not, not for this kind of stuff, not for a current NBA. I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of second. I'm sort of uh, not playing know the host, but I'm sort of trying to get inside Josh's head because, um, because it's ah. a useless thing to try and do. <laughs> you think, you think, that, okay. Have you not seen, I mailed in this episode already. It's all these lists. This is not a, I was clever this week. This is, there's nothing to grasp if, onto. It, it, David, if you've got, if you like Clay better, I'm good with going for it. All right. We'll check in with Clay Thompson. Okay. And Swift Breeze, what did you guys check in with? Well, we were, I was, I latched onto Clay pretty quickly. And 
um, Austin said, you know, because of the volume. And I said, yeah, it's exactly why I thought about that. So, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that Steph is, is up there. So we also went with Clay Thompson. Okay. Well, let's talk about the list. Number one, Seth Curry, 43.95%. Number two, Joe Harris, 43.9%. Number three, Desmond Bain, 43.45%. Number four, Stephen Curry, 42.76%. And number five, Luke Kennard, 42.5%. And Clay Thompson is correctly not in the top five, but he is sixth with 41.68%. So good job, guys. Question two in the odd one out. I want you to tell me who's the odd one out from the top five WTA singles, most consecutive weeks ranked number one. Your names are Ashley Barty, Chris Evert, Steffi Groff, Martina Navratilova, Monica Sellis, and Serena Williams. Do you want me to share some thinking with you uh, with this one, Marcus? If you're, or do you, are you just completely I don't think they're checked in? I mean, you can, if you want, or you could, if you're confident enough to <laughs> just check in, I'm good. I'm good either way. I'm going to check in. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. The multiverse of sadness has checked in swift breeze away from a concussion. You guys can talk it out. So the, the inclusion of Barty here, unless this is a uh, banana in the tailpipe means she's most likely on this. Unless she's sixth, which I suppose could be. Of these names, the the only name that I don't immediately recognize as like one of the great women tennis players is Barty. Right. And I'm thinking that's what means she has to be on here. Is that uh, unless he's just taking one through five plus number six and she happens to be number six. I guess the only other thing that um, as far as where all these ladies rank in their, in their timelines is that there's gotta be someone who interrupted someone else and right. just cut their time down. So Chris know? Everett, I, I wrote a question about Everett and Everett Lova for the ESPN, um, the 30 for 30 game that I wrote and she was bookended by um, Navratilova and had a massive streak in between there. So I, I think she's there. Graf and Williams were both really high. Um, and How do you know that they were high? Well, I mean, she's, I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's. She's he synonymous with she's, she's synonymous with Beyonce, um, <laughs> and you know about Jay Z, right? Um, anyway, all that to say, Monica Sellis had a break when she was stabbed, so I, I, I think it's got to be her. I, I, I think she's got to be a ways down the list. Okay, That's so. Because I, I just know that Navratilova has an ungodly number and Graf and Williams were both way up there. Yeah. I, I so, agree with all, that. all right. And then 
Everett, I also agree with being on the list for sure. Right. So we'll we'll check in with Monica Sellis. Okay, and Multiverse of Sadness, what did you guys check in with? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Barty got on this list because she she hit 100 straight weeks as world number one. And I don't think that many people have done that because it was, you know, it's kind of a big deal. It's like two straight years. So with most of the same logic that Dan just laid out, we also checked in with Monica Sellis. All right. Well, let's go through the list. There are two players tied for first with 186 consecutive weeks. And that would be Steffi Graf and Serena Williams. Told you they were high. <laughs> Number three on the list, Martina Navratilova, 156 weeks. Number four, Ashley Barty, 114 weeks. And number five, also over 100, Chris Evert with 113 weeks. Um, so the correct answer is indeed Monica Sellis. She had a 91-week stretch, which makes her seventh overall longest stretch because the sixth also belongs to Steffi Graf with 94. So Graf had two long stretches. Good job, guys. Let's move on to... Question three. So I want to know who's the odd one out from the top five NFL tackles for lost career leaders. Your options are Jared Allen, Von Miller, Julius Peppers, Terrell Suggs, Demarcus Ware, and J.J. Watt. We'll check in. Hey, Swift Breeze has checked in, so Multiverse of Sadness, you guys get to talk it out. Yeah, I agree with Peppers. Longevity, played for a long time. Um, Pepper, Peppers and Suggs on, of this list played for the longest time, I think. So I mean, Ware played pretty long also. Yeah, just Peppers played for I've been like 16, 17 years. <laughs> yeah. So where you're right, where did play a long time? Wait, so who are we down to then? If we if we take out the guys on longevity, that takes out Suggs, Ware, and Peppers. We're pretty sure that Watt has to be on this list. Yeah. So who does that take us down to? Uh, Von Miller and Jared Allen. Von Miller and Jared Allen. So the thing with Von Miller is that he's still active. And right. So he could still be climbing up the list, but that doesn't mean he's in the right. top five, right? Right. And then Jared Allen, like I said, with Jared Allen, I just he to me of all these guys is probably the least well-rounded i guess as a player in my in my head i may be completely wrong because that's you know part of you know living where austin and i live it's not like we see a ton of <laughs> i didn't see a ton of kansas city chiefs or minnesota vikings games you know <laughs> you're 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 scoreboard watching basically um and obviously he's up there in sacks i don't know like i said my first glance guess was allen um, and Miller being active is really throwing a wrench in it. I, I think our logic is pretty sound that Allen or Miller is probably the right guy. If you feel like it's Allen, then, then is the odd one out, then let's go for that. I'm, I, I will have no ill will what, whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I'm going to prove that I'm bad at this, I think. So uh, we're going to check in with Jared Allen. Okay. And Swift Breeze, what did you guys have? We had a lot of similar conversation. We kind of narrowed it down and we ended up 
checking in with Vaughn Miller, but I have a, a, a sneaking suspicion in my gut there's a banana in the tailpipe possibility here, and I'll explain it if it comes up what I think that it could have been. I, I had I just have a, I guess I'll say it I, I just have a hunch that JJ Watt has a lot of like pass breakups and great plays, but maybe not as many tackles for losses as he does sacks and other stats. And I think that there's some you know if you tricked me, it's on that. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, we well let's Miller. Let's take a look at the list, shall we? Number one, Terrell Suggs with 202. Number two, currently still playing, J.J. Watt, 177. Number three, Julius Peppers, 175. Tied for fourth, DeMarcus Ware with 171. And he is tied with Jared Allen for fourth with 171. Um, Actually, sixth is Calais Campbell. With 161, and Von Miller is seventh with 154. So Swift Breeze got that one correct. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> Multiverse of Sadness did not. So after the third quarter, we have the following scores. We have once again had a lead change. Uh, Multiverse of Sadness is at 375. But a swift breeze away from a concussion is up to 390. Support for today's Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. All of us here at Benchwarmers received the performance package as a part of our Manscaped sponsorship, and I can speak with authority that it is filled with all sorts of goodies. I highly recommend you give it a try. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code BENCH at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. So don't forget, use the promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, at checkout, manscaped.com. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Based on my quarter styles from today, the categories for the fourth quarter are as follows. Question one, seven, in reference to the NHL. Question two, five, in reference to the NBA. Question three, three in reference to Major League Baseball, and question four, one in reference to the NFL. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the category of seven. 
What center for the Arizona Coyotes became the first player in over a decade to record at least seven points in one game when he scored two goals and had five assists on March 5th, 2022? We'll check in. All right. Swift Breeze has checked in. So Multiverse of Sadness, you guys can talk it out or... David, you can ramble uh, I, on I the can microphone. Vamp. I can vamp. Uh, David, get out of the mind palace <laughs> now. I, I, I'm going to get this. Oh, no. Oh, he oh. The deluxe apartment. He's going, oh, baby. Uh, just snuck oh, right past my, my security. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, if it's, not, if it's not current, default Coyote's answer, Keith Kachuk. I'm going there every time without fail. I'm de- that's the oh. name. I just said it to him. I was like, "Hey, Keith Kachuk," and he's I've, like, "I've got it. I've got oh! it. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I've got it." We. The only reason I remember this is I, this one caught my eye, not because I pay that close attention to hockey, but I was trying to remember because I know the guy has a Yiddish-sounding name, and I'm pretty sure his last name is Schmaltz, which is particularly funny because it means for those that don't know, Schmaltz is actually like rendered chicken fat. It's a, there's actually a Yiddish word called Schmaltz, and I'm pretty sure that Schmaltz is the guy's name who had, who had two goals and five assists. So we're going to check in with Schmaltz. How many points? Uh, 69. Nice. And Swift Breeze, what's your answer and wager? We wanted to at least answer with a coyote, and since we had nothing, we just went with Jeremy Roenick for 61 points. Well, one team will be getting their points. The correct answer is Nick Schmaltz. I was a big fan of John Schmaltz in the night. And prior to <laughs> Schmaltz's seven-point game, we need to go back to February 2nd, 2012, when Sam Gagne scored four goals and had four assists. I, I watched David run right past <laughs> the guard that I have out there for him. I mean, I think you could. I think you could protest this game at the end if, it, if you need to. Because you got to remember, like a violation. I just, I just want to remind the people listening to this podcast how incredible it is when you watch Dan and now David. They have these places they can go to, and they just lean back and they're pulling these answers out. It's really, honestly, impressive every time. It it's the same get place. Old. It's the same place. No, 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 he no, no, no. The buzzer David, uh, said David. there was a pizza delivery. <laughs> <sighs> well, with question number one, we have a lead change. Multiverse of Sadness is at 444. Swift Breeze is at 329. That brings us to question two in the category of five. Two Hall of Fame two Hall of Fame players have worn number five for the Boston Celtics. However, both players are better associated with a different number for a different franchise. Name both of these Hall of Famers. Okay, we're checking. We're checked in. Okay, Multiverse of Sadness is checked in. Swift Breeze, you guys can talk it out. Well... We both Kevin pulled that was one straight away. I, I, I would assume that if he's going to ask this question, he's going to have a recent Hall of Famer and a not as recent Hall of Famer. Garnett being the recent. Right. So who else played for the Celtics? I guess the what I'm trying to think is who of the really, or maybe I'm on the wrong path here, but of the really great Celtics teams, 
who showed up in Boston rather than, you know, guys like Russell that were there the whole time. Right. Um, who would have ended their career in Boston as a, like, just hang, hanging on still? Um, B- Bill Walton did that. I don't know if he wore number five, though. I mean, he... I was just going to ask if any of the Lakers of that same era went to Boston after. He wore number 32 for a long time. Although, you know what? The thing is, is that, like, every other number in Boston has been, you know, has been retired already so there's a there's a possibility that whoever went there would have had to have worn a different number than what they would normally have worn you know Mm -hmm. did anybody on the bulls in that or the pistons in that same area go to boston i don't know why i don't know why walton's the only one that's jumping out at me i mean i or the knicks maybe if if all you've got is walton then that's we can go with that i mean that's what I've got right now. I mean, I might, I don't know. I, I don't think we can try and come up with somebody else. I don't think we have time yeah. to come up with anybody else. I think so we're narrowing, narrowing further down to Walton. All right, let's, let's go with that then. Let's go with, with Garnett and Walton for 100 points. Okay, and Multiverse of Sadness, what did you guys have for an answer and wager? Uh, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> I, I was on Garnett immediately, obviously, uh, David and Dan and Austin, we were, I feel like we were all on Garnett fairly quickly. And when I think of Celtics, you know, there are people that are predominantly known for another, you know, team that went to the Celtics. I went to Bill Walton. I just asked David, did Bill Walton wear five? And David said, yes. So we checked in with Kevin Garnett and Bill Walton for 100 points. And I want to add real quick, Dan had all the right flavor. Um, it was the mid eighties. Walton went there. He had, he had worn 32 with the blazers. And when he got to Boston, Mikhail was wearing 32. So then you were all over it. So that's exactly right. And Walton wore five. I was afraid Austin was going to talk you out of the right answer by trying to, you know, throw more. I'm like, you're on it. Don't, don't go. I, um, I, on the other hand, was really hoping he would. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. yeah maybe, um, uh, maybe Bill Ambeer did play for the Celtics. Both, <laughs> both teams are correct and will be getting their 100 points. Um, Bill Walton, who's better known for wearing 32 with both the Blazers and the Clippers. And Kevin Garnett, who's better known for wearing 21 with the Timberwolves. Um, John Thompson also wore number five for the Celtics. But he was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame as a coach. All right, well, let's move on to question three in the category of three. Two Major League Baseball players joined the 3,000 hit club by hitting triples. One did so while playing for the Twins and the other while playing for the Marlins. Name both of these players. If if you're 100%, we got them both. Yeah, let's check in. All right, check in. All right, Swift Breeze has checked in, so Multiverse of Sadness, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, so I've, I've looked at the li- this list a lot, poking at trivia questions, and, uh, you know, g- guys who hit uh, home runs for their 3,000th hit, guys who've hit triples. The, the twin is almost certainly Paul Molitor because um, he came back. Well, he went, he went the Brewers, then the Blue Jays for a while, racked up a bunch of hits, came back home to Minnesota uh, and got his triple the 
slightly tricky one is Ichiro is the Marlin because he obviously racked up whatever it was, probably 2,900 hits with the Mariners and then ended up with the, with the Marlins. Um, so I am 99% sure it's Molitor and Ichiro. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I, I was going to say this. I, I actually watched a compilation um, literally two nights ago of Ichiro's like biggest moments of his whole career, and all the end of it is so weird because it's all him as a Marlin. Yeah. There's like a couple things at the Yankees, and then it's him as a Marlin. Yeah. And when he got his 3,000th hit in in Major League Baseball, it, it was, yeah. So I'm I'm on board. Cool. All right. So Molitor and Ichiro, check in. For how much? 100 points. Swift Breeze, what was your answer and wager? Uh, yeah, we had the same same thing. Uh, Dan locked on to Molitor right away, and I locked on to Ichiro right away. Um, it's, a, it's a shame that he couldn't get it as a Mariner and, and bring it home, but he's got like 7,000 other hits to be proud of. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we checked in with Molitor and Ichiro for 100 also. Okay, both teams will be... Receiving their points, the correct answers are Paul Molitor and Ichiro Suzuki. Both players were on the road when they reached 3,000 hits. Molitor's was against the Royals, and Ichiro's was against the Rockies. Let's move on to the last question, question four. In the category of one, who is the active leader for extra points made in a career? This kicker's rookie season was 2006. Do you want to check in, David? Do you feel good enough about it? I, I, I on your original answer, I kind of yes. do. I kind of okay. do. Okay. Uh, All right. We're, we're gonna we're gonna check in. Yeah. All right. Multiverse of sadness has checked in. Swift breeze away from a concussion. You guys can talk it out. Yeah. So I I mean we're where we're at is seconds. that's fine. We we think that Vinatieri left New England after their first set of Super Bowl runs and they drafted Gotzkowski. That lines up with like the 2000 or drafted or they acquired him. Um, around we think that lines up with around 2006. Yeah. And I, I am fairly certain he's still active. And I mean, who does he play for right now? He's not with he New in, England. I thought he was an indie. And maybe that's wrong, but I'm fairly certain he's still active. When did Mason Crosby come into the league? Was it around then? I think it was after Gotzkowski. I think he's younger. Okay. Those are the only two I'm considering. And if you don't think Crosby came into the league at that point, then even though I have no idea where Gostowski plays right now, I, if you think he's still active, I say we go with it. I, I think I think that's got to be it. Yeah, I mean, he made a ton of them. It's just a matter of whether he's active. So, if you if you think he's still active, if you're pretty sure he's still active, then let's let's do it. All right, I, I'm I'm fairly certain he is, and hopefully right. I'm not leading you down the, the wrong path here. But I, I well, think that's the answer. All right, let's let's do it. We'll uh, we'll go with uh, we'll check in with Stephen Gostkowski for, for one hundred. Okay, and multiverse of sadness. What did you guys have? We had a eerily similar conversation. I I I've been trying to do this lately, like especially when we have lists or like fourth quarter questions. I just like to throw out a name initially, just off the top, and then work from there. And I said, 2006 sounds like Gostowski. I think I'm pretty sure that was him, but 
wasn't sure if he, you know, uh, and to, I think, cause we were both dancing around it. I think he's active because I don't think he's retired. I don't necessarily think he played last year. I'm pretty sure he last played with the Titans and, uh, we were also on Mason Crosby and going back and forth there, but um, David seems to, to have seemed to have confidence in Gostowski. So we also checked in Steven Gostowski for 100 points. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, both teams are correct. Um, and yes, Marcus, you hit the nail on that. He played for Tennessee in 2020. He was a free agent in 2021. Uh, didn't play at all, but he is not officially retired. So on football reference, he is deemed an active player on the list. So you guys are both correct. Steven Gaskowski with 699 extra points. Um, he was the only one who's in the top seven whose rookie year was 2006. Uh, Mason Crosby's number two, 696 extra points. He started in 2007. Number three, Robbie Gould, 570, started in 05. Matt Prater, 538, started is in Matt 05. Prater the one that doesn't listen to the show? Yes, that is correct. Uh, address him by his title, drunk Matt Prater. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Suckup, 446, started in 09. Nick Folk, 426, started in 07. And lastly, Mike Nugent, 385, the started in 05. So, yes, I I even was, like, frantically looking because I was, like, I, I pulled up his wiki and it said 2020. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, crap, because pro football reference has him as active because he technically hasn't retired. So, you guys both got there. So I knew that. I knew once they were talking it out and they – or well, once they were, uh, you know, were discussing, well, what does it mean to be retired? I was, like, yeah, David and I had that exact <laughs> – conversation i don't think he's retired but i don't think he played last year so oh technically he's still active because yes. he hasn't he hasn't retired he's still trying to maybe get onto a team somewhere i think sure he's number 700 <sighs> i didn't That's realize this... that was almost as controversial as it was gonna could have been so. well the first thing I, I i texted marcus when we started was is george blanda still active because he never <laughs> this guy's coming back at any point so See, I mean, pro, pro Football Reference is a pretty respectable site, so I thought, I don't need to double-check that, do I? Well, I, I've gone through this with, I can't remember what it was. It was like a Von Miller question or something, and and the, the Pro Football Reference doesn't always agree with, is it the footballdb.com? They don't always agree on who's active, and I, I know there's some controversy around some of that mm. kind of stuff. So, anyway. All right. Did George Bland had just come up twice in one episode, I mean, he was uh, organically, and then he was brought up by Knucklehead David. He's <laughs> by two different as, as two different positions too. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, it's true. Hey, true. Hey, he's actively dead. We know that. <laughs> that that's also true. On Ouch. that note, the game has come to an end. This game has died, uh, and here are the final scores. <laughs> Uh, actively dead <laughs> a swift breeze away from a concussion finishes with a respectable 629 points and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted trace mcsorley award with 744 points the multiverse of sadness did you pull trace mcsorley just because you know i'm a ravens fan i did 
Wow. I did indeed. That's a deep cut. That is Coveted a deep backup cut. Trace was and Tracy well Tracy and Tracy. and initially Eric Ede was going to be on the episode and he's, and he's a, a Penn, Penn State, State fan, guy. So yes. I thought yeah. you can't go wrong there. So yeah. I always like to try and do that for our guests is find some obscure backup quarterback that uh, I thought for, for sure you, I thought for sure you'd go with the fact that Oregon State is backup quarterback you and more oh man like I, but make, Matt Moore has up. to have been used hasn't he oh I'm sure so. yeah, we've stopped that. trying to find unique ones oh no not don't you maybe have stopped, yeah. have stopped. I do oh, not I repeat I I, I, I just forget I stress about my backup <laughs> yeah I, I stress about the family there, there was oh, a, uh, there was a, a long sh- stretch there in like, I don't know, probably six or eight years ago now, where there was like five Oregon State quarterbacks that were all signed backups in the NFL. Yeah, Sean Mannion. Um, yeah, uh, more. Um, oh, Anderson. Gosh. Yeah, Ken yeah. Anderson. There, yeah, there, there, oh, there was gosh. quite a bit of them. Yeah, they're, they're Ken, also Ken like, Anderson. You say. Or not, not Ken Kansas. Anderson, Derek Anderson. My Derek, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I got Ken Anderson on the brain, the goat. David, I swear if I go into the Vine Palace and find schmaltz all over the place, I'm gonna be really <laughs> I was upset. Gonna say, dude, you won't have to go in. You'll smell it from the outside. I was gonna say it's really sad that Dan, you and I lost this game because David thought of rendered chicken fat and pulled an answer out of his ass and <laughs> lost by 130. He, he didn't swing. pull it out of his ass. He he went into a wing where he hid some knowledge in the mind palace. Pulled it out of his schmaltz. <laughs> you, gotta lock, you gotta lock that door when you leave that thing, Dan. I swear, he 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 rang the buzzer and said there was a pizza, and the, the doorman uh, was was hungry. Uh, I like to distracted. imagine. I like to imagine David uh, Mission Impossible in it, like he's dropping he's down from the, yeah, from the that ceiling. No, I, I think your I think your uh, security guy was. Uh, I was getting high with uh, Steffi Groff and <laughs> Serena Williams. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, pizza? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, pizza lotto. We got that. Pizza. That is, I thought you made that up, Austin. I'm not even kidding. I was like, that's some, like, generic, like, hey, uh, what's an Italian last name? And some guy's like, oh, you know, like, pizza lotto. No, no, his, his, his full name is Antonino. He goes by <laughs> Nino. Pizzolato. I mean, look him up when you're out of here. P i z z o l a t o. He's he's an impressive dude, and I I I was glad with an impressive that, name. That uh, I'm just waiting for him to the episode. I'm I'm appreciative of that. But yeah, the the little more obscure um, wheelhouses they get coin flip questions. That's that's awesome. how that works. I, I was I've uh, I've said I'm David. I'm supposed to send you this, but I'm working on very slowly working on writing some questions for a game. And my plan is to make it very obscure and see how how well you guys can, can do here. Oh boy, I think um, I'm out of town that day. That's, <laughs> that's that sounds like a Dan, David, and and Ed like one v one v one. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We'll bring Jake Manny on for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, is there anything you guys would like to say before we call it a night? Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to employ uh, an off duty cop or something on the door because David's getting in there way too often now. <laughs> he leaves a mess every time he's there. He left schmaltz all over the place this time and I'm just I'm done. He rang the buzzer the buzzer and said there's a pizza lotto at the door. Confused the guy. 
<laughs> I love it. I am going to look this guy up now. Austin, um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the support for the podcast. Uh, it's great. You're a great guy to have on these things. I don't know anyone who calls himself a weightlifting fan. I mean, I think that's that's pretty unique under itself. And I'm, I'd happily come on and play a game about obscure sports, but I would do incredibly lousy. Probably about as well as I did on the Formula One question today, right? Where I just completely, we completely bombed that. So anyway, yeah. So thank you. And uh, Josh, it was a good game. I agree with this sentiment. The good lists, questions, good, well-written game. I mean, you gave us all a chance. Um, as far as the obscurity goes, I would like to get the world of strength sports any recognition it possibly can. So uh, do you guys have any questions or what to watch, when to watch? I know you guys watch a lot of like sevens and, or I guess AFL, um, other stuff that most people don't know they're watching. So I'd, if I can get the word out about weightlifting, strongman, that type of stuff, I'd love to. So Actually, I think this is the um, second time I've had an Olympic weightlifting question. So I think one of the ones where it was a first time. Yeah, first time medalist. Female, yeah, the Indonesian yeah. female. Who hey, hey look at me. If you, weightlifting yeah. questions. If you ask about Magnus Magnuson, I got you. I'm Magnus good there. there well, go. Strongest man. Yeah. Um, on, on that note, uh, Josh North and I DVR'd this show. I'm sad it only lasted a season, but the strongest man in history on the History Channel. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, Robert Oberst, and Nick Best all going around and investigating kind of like legendary strongman tales uh, throughout the world and like trying to recreate them. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. It I'm sure cool. you could find it somewhere. So a very, very cool show. I will also echo the thanks of support, Austin. Thank you for being a part of our Patreon team. We really appreciate that. Yeah. And it was uh, fun having you on again. Um, feel free to come back for more times and it sounds like we'll have you on as a host. Um, which makes our load a little lighter at times. So we appreciate that too. So with that, I would just simply like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. And high. (laughs) And apparently high. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.